All right, I guess uh, you never thought you'd hear from us again. Uh, an Idiot and Expert podcast returns for season two, episode one. Uh, that begins right now. This may come out as episode 15. Uh, we don't even know what the naming convention is going to be, but all that matters is that we're back. Uh, a whole full year, more than a year hiatus. My name is Calcio Joe. I'm here uh, with Claudio Perfetto. Um, yeah, uh, a lot has happened. Um, this is an Idiot and Expert podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Idiot Expert Pod, at CProfetto11, at Calcio Joe5. Um, where can you find us? Apple Podcasts, Anchor, SoundCloud. Uh, what are we doing back on your iPhone or on your computer? That's a great question because I never thought I'd be doing this again. Um, I'll welcome in Claudio. Claudio, how are you? Good. Not only are we back, but we have a new studio. Yeah, um, that's true. And um, looking around, it's got it's got a bed, uh, Peloton. Peloton bike, yeah. TV, refrigerator, old school printer back there. Well, I will say that I think we were put into retirement by Anchor the first time around. Um, And when they hear that, they may try to cut it out. But um, we had such a, uh, I don't want to say bad experience with Anchor, um, but we had such an embarrassing experience with Anchor um, that not only with that experience, but other stuff going on in both our lives coupled uh, into us taking a, a general year hiatus. Um, so the, the Anchor experience was that we tried to uh, utilize a few of uh, Anchor's digital features, and I'm sure no one really cares about this, um, but uh, trying to record the podcast became increasingly difficult uh, without us both being in the same room. Um, so that tends to be an issue. Uh, now we've, uh, we've kind of stabilized a little bit. We're able to get in the same room together. Um, and it's a lot easier using our MacBook Pro from, I want to say, 2006. Um, <laughs> and our, our one microphone. Very modern. Yeah. Very, very modern podcast. Um, so what is up with you? How's it, how have you been in the past? When was the last episode? The last episode was August 30th of 2018. So and we are... Uh, a few days away from 2020. Yeah, we didn't go all of 2019 without an episode. Though, there we so go. That's, it's real positive. So is this going to be season two, and then the next episode we record is is season three? Um, well, no, I'm, I'm thinking this is like one of those shows that starts in the fall and ends in, in the in the spring. You know, I'm with that. I'm definitely like shameless. With that. Yes, something like that. I'm with that. Um, so uh, a lot has happened with uh, with both of us. Some so moves. Um, some births, um, a lot of just personal stuff that has, has transpired, um, that hasn't allowed us to, uh, to dedicate the time to be, uh, podcasting, uh, on a weekly basis. Um, but I think we both agree that we've reached the point right now, um, whether it's, uh, that we have more time or we're just bored, um, that we're we're willing to uh, to start producing podcasts on a, a more regular basis. Um, that doesn't mean six months. That means hopefully on a weekly basis, right? And for me personally, as we watch the 49ers play the Seahawks right now, Marshawn Lynch's comeback inspired me to come back to the podcast. So that's why I'm here. I like it. I like it. I, I think it's a it's a bold move. And listen, just like he said, what he say? He he might have four or five games left in him. Or Pete Carroll said that about him. That might be this podcast. We might have four <laughs> or five great ones left in us. Who knows? Um, and just to be clear here, I think he came back because he needs money. Um, <laughs> we don't get any money from this. Um, hopefully one day we do get some money from this. At least you know. Uh, at least a, a dollar here or there. Um, Would be nice. That'd be nice. Um, we should probably set up like a Venmo or something like that. Uh, now that I think about that. Um, but uh, but um, I think you have to be consistent first. Yeah. Yeah. That. So let's building blocks here. Let's let's you know move forward. Um, we're gonna change things up a little bit here. Um, we're gonna have a new format. Um, it's still a, an idiot myself and an expert, Claudio. Um, we used to just generally talk a lot about soccer, and we're still going to talk about soccer, but frankly, we're going to talk about whatever we feel like talking about during that day. Um, whether it's soccer, whether it's the NBA, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, uh, American football, 
um, whether it's movies, whether it's TV, whether it's music, um, although I'm pretty sure you're not going to hear anything from us about music. Maybe, maybe Clavio, but not myself. Uh, I'm shocked you haven't said baseball. I did say baseball. Oh, you did say baseball. I did say baseball. I did say baseball. Yeah. already not even paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're just going to turn the mic on and roll the ball out there and, and play. That's pretty much it. Um, so uh, I'm being totally transparent with our listeners now. Um, I have not watched a second of soccer uh, in since we've done the podcast. It's a long um, time. So, uh, so I, quite frankly, just again, full transparency, I've been quite busy. Um, I haven't watched a lot of sports uh, in general. Um, so I'm truly going to be an idiot when it comes to a lot of these things. Um, so we'll start with soccer because, you know, that's where we left off last time. Um, Claude, catch me up on a year and a half soccer. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. So Liverpool won the Champions League, the last one, right? Yeah, okay. And they're doing great in England right now. They're in first place uh, by a lot, by like 13 points over Leicester City. You remember them from years ago? I thought they... They, they were struggling they for a couple of years, but now they're, they're back. Oh, is, uh, is the Italian coach still their coach? No, he's not. He is in Italy now, actually coaching. I knew that. I knew, I knew that he was no longer their coach, but um, yeah, he, he didn't return to them. No. And uh, Manchester City, who has been like a powerhouse in England, is now in third place, very far behind. So it looks like Liverpool's going to win there, which is very interesting. Let me interrupt, um, because I'm probably going to do this a lot. Um, in no other sport, I think the NBA is getting close to this. Mm-hmm. But in no other sport do you, the coaches, do the players, do they change as often as soccer, I feel? Uh, no, probably, you're right. Probably just the NBA. I mean, well, you know, like, obviously, star, getting, we're talking about star players. Well, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I was watching a little bit. Now, I, I, you know, if I turn on a Napoli game or if I turn right. on Manchester United, I, it's a totally different team. You don't recognize Like, from year players. to year, yeah. that's a total, like, there's no cores. Right. Whereas, you know, I don't want to go into baseball right away, but whereas, like, yeah. the Warriors, right, of a few years ago in the NBA, they had the same core. Right. And then some people changed here and there. Um, would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, football, obviously... There's a lot of turnover in football, you know, because their rosters are so big. But the quarterback but, stays the yeah, same. Yeah, but the, the core, right, stays core the same. players are the same, right? But yeah, no, I would say soccer because it's a lot about money and, and guys want to play for the big teams. It's just like basketball, really. I mean, you know, guys want to go where they have a chance to win and compete for everything. And, and um, you know, that's that's where they are. And this, the contracts are shorter. They're, they're also like basketball. They're like four or five year deals, whereas like, and also you get eight to ten year deal. The loan aspect and the and the buying and selling aspect that leads to yeah that leads to a, a quicker turnover. Well, it's much e- yeah, it's much easier because you don't have to work out trades. You know, like you don't have to trade players. You could just yeah. be like, how much do you want for this player? And oh, fifty million, great. Mm. Let's buy him. Well, what about you know something that I always find interesting? Is there are are there like very large-scale holdouts in soccer? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there. I wouldn't use the word holdout like we see here in, in football, for example, but... Because you, football now, if you're not holding out, there's something wrong. Right. Yeah, no, that's how <laughs> football is. It's crazy. Uh, but soccer is more like, yeah, the preseason and stuff, guys will, like, not report to the team, but then they'll report and they'll just, like, fake injuries and... And, or they'll just make it known publicly, like, hey, I want to leave. You know, like, yeah. if you have Real Madrid knocking on your door and um, looking to buy you and, and sign sign you, you know, guys are going to want that opportunity and they're going to be really pissed off at their current team if they're not accepting the offer and, and letting yeah. them leave. So well, I, think, I think a lot also has to do with the advent of social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're pretty terrible at it. You're, you're pretty good at it. I'm pretty terrible at it. Just, you know, just tweeting and whatnot, but it's so much quicker now for the athlete to get his message out there right. and for him to control his own and his or her own narrative in terms of, I don't want to be playing for this team. Um, and I also think that there's some sociological aspect to it where players now, if they aren't 
totally sold on the situation, they will go on Twitter and they will find, find oh, yeah. a way to get themselves out of that situation. Nah, I, yeah. think, uh, I think the the balance has started to shift more towards the player against the the owner or corporation, whatever you want to call it. Right. I think for a long time in sports, you saw the ownership or the team have so much power, and like it was, it, it was always like, you know, um, fans wanted players to be loyal to their teams, but if a player wanted to leave. The player would look bad, but if you think about it, teams trade players, cut them, they yeah. get rid of players left and right. right they yeah. think it's the best thing for them. And I think now, like in basketball especially, players are starting to understand that. And they're like, you know what, these guys aren't loyal to us. You know, just because I'm LeBron, they're loyal to me, but they're not loyal well, to like 80% of the players. So why don't we do the same thing? A few things with the NBA in terms of that, like the deal that they got with TNT, the media deals that they have are broadcast more, the players are much more aware of it. Um, And also, I've always said this about basketball, the fact that there's only 12 people on the team uh, and one person can make such a difference. Right. um, No other sport in the world can be like that, right? Right. Um, Soccer, you can't, there's maybe a hand, you count on your hand the amount of people that could make a difference like that. Whereas in the NBA now, if you have a star player, like you have to you have to cater to whatever their needs are and you need to pay them accordingly. And also the NBA does a good job of kind of the max contract setting right. setting the, the salary the cap. salary cap and everything like that. So yeah. um, you know they're they're well run in that regard. But let's get back to before we go on another tangent, which I tend to do a lot. Um, <laughs> What else is going on in soccer? Yeah, so in Spain, it's like same same teams: Real Madrid and Barcelona fighting for the for the. Doesn't this get boring? Does this not get boring? And I'd love to hear what what soccer hooligans and fans is hooligan. Is that a derogatory term? Yeah, that kind of. Is it really? Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, English are known as being hooligans more than anybody. Die hard fans. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the word I'm trying Fanatics. to Fanatics. Fanatics, yeah. There you go. I would love to hear what they what you have to say about that. You can tweet us at Idiot Expert Pod. Um, doesn't it get boring that the same teams are always good? Yeah, I mean listen, if you're a fan of those teams, no, but for the other teams, it's just weird. You know, soccer's really weird in in the sense that like you know, every league has their powerhouses, and those are the teams that really have chan- a chance to win every year. And then, like, some teams are just okay with being mediocre and, like, in the middle. And some teams are like, okay, we have to fight to stay in the eighth division. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, so it's, it's kind of weird. You know, every team has, like, its own set of objectives, whereas well, in American sports, obviously, all the teams are fighting for the playoffs yeah. every year. And it's a little different. And, you know, limited reading I do in the the – you know, watching of the games that I did previously, um, I kind of felt like the the leagues within the countries, Syria, uh, yeah. EPL, right, EPL, yeah. um, they have kind of become like division titles in what, divi- what division titles would be to baseball and football and what, uh, you know, what a division title is to the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now... So if you win it, that's great. If not, no one really cares. The point is you want to get to the playoffs, right? And that's right. the Champions League. Yeah. Is there still that notion or is that is that am I just completely making that up? No, I mean you're you're absolutely right. I mean you take a team like Liverpool, right? Liverpool, um, for a long time had the most titles in England, but then, you know, they haven't won a title for a really long time. It's been like twenty years or whatever since Liverpool has last won a title. And but if you look at their team, they built a, a great team, but their priority, even though they haven't won in England in so long, their priority was to win the Champions League first, which they accomplished. Now this year, they want to win the English title because they won, just won the Champions League and they haven't won the English title in so long. But you know, teams like, uh, like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, like they want to win the Champions League because they're constantly winning the domestic leagues. So a suggestion that I'm sure no one will listen to but um, that was a terrible pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Watching the San Francisco to Seattle game. Um, 
I think there should be a greater reward for winning the league title, right? What is what is the reward for winning your your country's title? Yeah, I mean, the, other really, than you have a guaranteed spot into the into, yeah into the better into the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, but like really, the top four teams in Italy and England and Spain, it doesn't make a difference. They all make no, it, they all have direct spots into the Champions yeah. League, so like coming one or fourth doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. You know, there really is no clear, um, I guess, reward other than being the champion of the country, which is, you know, it's a nice honor. But I get what you're saying. You know, like when you've won it for eight years in a row, it's like... Yeah. Well, maybe like a benefit to it could be, you know, in the group stage or maybe not the group stage, but once you get to the knockout stage, if you won your league's title, maybe both games are are home. You know what I mean? Or some... some, You need some type of benefit to kind of incentivize you know winning your league title and I think the NBA is trying to do that within right. the regular season where they're trying to incentivize they're coming out with these tournament ideas the mid-year tournament they're trying to incentivize you going out and trying to compete every single game right because I feel like you're diminishing the product if you're if you're just packing it in to the Champions League and yeah. then you know who wants to go Pay to go see Cristiano Ronaldo in Italy, and then he's not playing for you know load management or whatever the reason is. You know what I mean? So it's very true. And, and honestly, um, you know, the thing is with um, like someone like Ronaldo is you know you're absolutely right. Like they're spending so much money on him, paying his salary every year, and the way they're making that back is by having him on the field because people, you know, want to go see him play. But, you know, like you said, if he's not playing, then people might stop buying tickets and, and things like that. So, like, you know, and, and they do have to find a way to, to make the league more enticing because if he needed to play every game, he you know, then, then that would be more ticket sales for the club and uh, more merchandise sales at the stadium and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny because the, the top teams in, in Europe, like the Juventus and Barcelona's and Real Madrid's, they actually want to start a Super League. Mm-hmm. It's like a European Super League where, you know, they're in this, this Super League every year. And I don't know the specifics of it because they're really trying to keep it like a secret because people are pissed off that this is happening because obviously the lesser teams are going to lose out on, like, money and the Champions League and stuff if, if, if there's, like, a guaranteed Super League that 20 teams are in every year. But that would be something that, like, I would be very interested in watching. Yeah. You know, I would like, like to watch those teams compete in the league because it, you would probably have a different winner every year. You know, yeah, like, and you I'm, the Champions League. Sh- I'm sure the way that, you know, media and, and the way these games are being broadcast people would get an, a subscription, you know, would get an app or, or whatnot to watch this Super League. I just think that the product is being diminished because it's the same thing over and over again. And I right. think the NBA is kind of cognizant of that, and they're trying to get out in front of it. Right. Whereas soccer um, is kind of behind the eight ball here, um, and they're trying to play a little bit of catch-up with that. Yeah, well, you, you know, the thing is, in, in the United States especially, the Premier League does a great job of marketing because they obviously the players all speak English and the fans speak English and the media speak English so that's easier that's like an easier adjustment for American fans I'll tell you what their issue is and I said the same thing about hockey when they lost ESPN they don't have ESPN behind them but they have NBC Sports and NBC's done a great they do a great job NBC Sports also has hockey and that is by far the the least uh, popular well, sport in in, yeah, in, the, in, United in the United States. The major when you lose sports. the animal of ESPN, yeah. you lose first billing on SportsCenter, right. which I don't care what people say about the ratings, that's still the go-to source right. uh, for sports fans. Um, you're not the first topic on Get Up or whatever the name of that show no, is. Of course, um, you're not. You know the talking heads, the part of my yeah. takes of the world. Uh, the uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Right, but coincidentally, Italy, the Italian league is signed up with ESPN. It's just that they don't 
show the games on, on ESPN. The main, they yeah. only show one game a weekend on an yeah. actual ESPN channel. The rest of it's on ESPN+. Plus. I would be interested yeah. to see how much more popular the English League is um, if they were in a deal with ESPN in comparison right. to NBC Sports. And, you, and I don't doubt that NBC Sports does a great job. I just think that in this country, the go-to source for sports is ESPN. Yeah, and of I, you're not only de- dealing with ESPN, but you're dealing with ESPN Radio. Right. You're dealing with all the web presence that they have, all the commercials. Um, well, look, every league in America really has ESPN involved in some way, shape, or form, except for the NHL. You know, like MLB does Sunday Night Baseball, Baseball Wednesday yeah. Night Baseball. The NBA obviously has the split between TNT, Turner, and ESPN. Football, they got Monday Night Football on ESPN. So every league still incorporates so ESPN. To make, to make a Godfather reference, Godfather 2 <laughs> reference, right? Every, every person, you know, the... The older when they're when they're taking you back to the Godfather through his his rise, everyone has to pay in the town has to pay the right. black hand, right? He's got to pay Fanucci, uh, yeah. right? That was yeah. his name for right. sure. Um, everyone's got to pay him yeah. um, to keep status quo. That's kind of what you have to do here. Everyone's got to pay the big media conglomerate that is ESPN, right? Because you want the exposure that ESPN gives you afterwards. Yeah, well, because as a fan myself and you, I'm sure, like if you're not, if there's nothing else on TV that you want to watch and you just want to catch up on sports, you're going to sports center. Yeah. And like the NHL is not getting a ton of highlights on sports center because they roll, ESPN they is roll not out Barry Melrose yeah, for like five minutes. Not even five. It's down to like two, two minutes. Two minutes, and then now. he runs through every single highlight. Yeah. Like you know, you can't, right. you can't. Uh, you know, expand your brand, grow right. your brand, and through the four minutes that they give you. Right. Well, yeah. like in in you know when they talk about football, they're talking about football for forty five minutes, out of the sixty minutes, minutes, or basketball too. So yeah, I mean it's true. But when well, they're talking about, they're spending twenty minutes talking about Odell Beckham's right. like emoji tweet. Yeah. Um, exactly. Whereas they're spending half that time on a full slate of hockey games that happened the night before. Right. And they're not even getting to any of the soccer games, right? No, so, um, you know, right. a lot has to do with that. And what they're doing, too, which I think is hurting. Listen, ESPN Plus, the app itself, is a great thing for Italian soccer because just the quality of it, like the quality of watching the game, the quality of the streaming service, everything is, like, great. But what they're doing is they're not putting the best games on on. ESPN, the regular ESPN channels, because they want to put like a mid-table team play on TV, and they're gonna advertise that like Juventus is playing Inter on ESPN Plus because they want people to sign up and pay for ESPN Plus, which I think is hurting, you know, Italian soccer because this year especially, I mean, going back to how we started this conversation about what's going on in soccer. There's a great title race going on in Italy between Juventus and Inter. And Lazio's actually in third place, not too far behind. I don't think Lazio's going to keep up for the whole thing. But Inter has Antonio Conte now, the coach. Mm-hmm. That was a, he was the Italian national team coach, Juventus coach years ago, and also recently the Chelsea coach. And, you know, he's a great, great coach. He's got them playing, like, really, really well. I mean, they're, and they're right now, they're tied at the top on points. And, and Napoli is totally falling yeah, off. Yeah, Napoli is having a really bad year. So they had their, their window as closed. I think so, yeah. I think they just like spent so much time and energy mentally trying yeah. to compete with Juventus That's for all these years. Like, it's kind of like, they're doing well in the Champions League, though. They did qualify for the next round, but they fired uh, their coach, Ancelotti, and hired Gattuso. Now, because you got to so got fired again. Hard so many moving lot. pieces. So, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we could go month by month if you wanted to, but obviously that would be boring. Yeah. But Napoli's window is much smaller, let's say, and they're not going to win this year. They're so far behind. But Juventus and Inter is a great title race, and like that's something that could be broadcast on actual ESPN instead of being on ESPN Plus, and people might be into that because you know Juventus has Ronaldo, which everybody knows yeah. Ronaldo, and Inter. You know, at their peak is a pretty marketable team. A lot of you know soccer fans know who Inter Milan is. Yeah. So, it's well, before a shame. before we leave the topic, I know just this week, 
your team, AC Milan, picked up Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is very funny. He's a great guy. You know, he's a good player, but... What are your thoughts on that? It's 38 years old. They need a lot more than him. <laughs> the team's been is, it, is it a publicity stunt? No, I think... I think they view it as the team being really young, and that's why they're not performing at a high level because they have young guys that are mentally weak. And I think they see him as um, you know a leader and a tough, tough mentality that could really help propel the younger guys. And Do you really think that, or do you think they're trying to sell tickets? I think it's because a combination of both. In the NBA, they did this with Allen Iverson, right yeah. towards the end of his career. He was going around different teams and right. you know, kind of just a stunt to. Yeah, to I mean, I think I think it's more than that. I think he could actually help because, like, history shows that in Italy, especially older players, especially older strikers, can actually help you and score goals because the Italian league is not a very fast league. Like, mm-hmm. if he was playing in a fast-paced league, like the Premier League or something, he probably would have no shot and not help at this point. But the fact that the Italian league is much small, uh, slower space, a pace, he could probably help. I think it's really to help them. I don't think it's just the publicity stuff. But I also think it has something to do with him. Like I don't know what kind of options he had out there, other options that he yeah. chose to go back to Milan because Milan's in pretty bad shape. So yeah, well, we're not even gonna get into the MLS because that's a yeah, train wreck of a of a league that has literally no momentum. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just, mean, I'm sure people disagree with me, and I'm sure. You know, the stadium experience at the MLS is awesome. I have to say, like the stadiums are full. Um, the fans have, you know, they make great, they make great uh, atmospheres, and it's fun to watch. But like, as far as TV, I mean, do you ever really see no. an MLS game on TV? Or I mean, just like when the two LA teams play each other, like that has been big recently because of Ibrahimovic. But other than that, you know, there's a lot of issues with MLS that we can go into another time, but. Well, I, I think it's interesting to look at these two sports. You, you have soccer, right? And then you have the NBA. Um, and I, I would venture to guess, and I'm sure our European listeners uh, would disagree, but I kind of think that basketball is becoming the more popular sport in the world. Um, and it's has nothing to do with the sport itself. I think it's the marketing of the sport. I think the NBA does a tremendous job of marketing uh, their product in Europe, in China, in, in Asia, um, in you know other parts of the world. Um, whereas I feel like soccer is kind of falling short at marketing their product in the United States. And it's not, you know, yeah. people might say that's kind of an elitist way to, to think about it in terms of the United, xenophobic way to look about it in, the, in terms of the United States, that they have to bring their product here. But I do think that they're falling short and the NBA is succeeding in presenting this global product. Right. I mean, listen, I, I would say that soccer is still the most popular sport because the rest of the world still really follows soccer and views it as number one. Um, but like you're saying, I think the NBA is probably making more advances in the other countries. Yeah, for, for, to over the past 10 years, right. there's been more progress in basketball selling Globally. with the advent of social media right. and, and just the way that they've been marketing the product. Yeah. Um, I Soccer is not making that job. push in the United yeah, States. Yeah, and I, I think they're just falling short. Yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the star power of the NBA. The NBA does a great job and always has done a great job of marketing its stars. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Michael Jordan was the most popular athlete in the world. Yes. In the 90s, where like, you know, basketball wasn't as big in Europe or the rest of the world in the 90s, but Michael Jordan still was the most popular athlete in the world. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing today. Like people all over the world, in Europe, China, like they love LeBron. They know who he is. They know who Dwayne Wade was now he's retired. They know my man Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? They they know now Kevin Durant and you know all but the stars. Also, the I think, you know, another aspect of it Curry. is the development of talent yeah. in the rest of the world 
for basketball is far superior than the development of talent yeah. in the United States with soccer. Now you turn on an NBA game, Luka Doncic is just as good as some of the premier players in the NBA. Oh, he's probably um, top five player this year. Porzingis, just yeah. as good. Um, you know, pa- Pascal Siakam from yeah. Toronto. Um, we could go on and on. Of course, yeah. The, the you know the influences of not only in Europe, Africa, Asia, um, China, it, you Paris, know, yeah. all over the you know it's it, it's all over the footprint. So right. if someone you know the great in, freak, if someone in Germany turns on a, a game, turned on a game last year, it was a Dallas game. They're watching one a homegrown talent in Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Um, whereas. How many how many players are playing abroad? Right. How many I mean, Pulisic is the biggest one. Yeah, Pulisic, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. He's the biggest one. Plays for Chelsea. But no one's no, no one's following him. No one's yeah, like, I mean, no one's saying that that's my team and I'm I'm gonna watch right. because of this guy. Right. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, because it's all it's only one player. You know, you need more than that. I think you need like if you had the the um, United States national team. With eleven guys playing for Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea, I think that would help a lot, you know, yeah. because then it it would help both ways. Obviously, it would help the national team because if you have guys playing at that level, your national team is going to be much better. And then also the marketing aspect in the United States is going to be huge because now you know if if you have if you have Barcelona playing Real Madrid and there's six Americans on the field, yeah. like, they're going to show that here, you yeah. know, and it's going to be a big deal, whereas right now there's zero Americans on the field in those games, so... Well, I, think, I think that has, to, that has to be factored in, just yeah. the, the development of the talent right. is far superior by the NBA, and I think the NBA, they were really forward-thinking as we have to develop this talent but I think, abroad. I think the other thing is, I think the other countries are... Helping their own people get better, like, yeah, develop. I know. Because it's the same thing with soccer in the other countries. You know, you could go, not you, not anymore. But like, <laughs> when you were eight years old, like yeah. you could have signed a contract for a youth team and and been in AC Milan's youth youth setup, where you're getting professional coaches and professional regimens and and professional schooling your whole life. That's gonna make you a better athlete than some. AAU coach that is a father of a kid on the team that, yeah. you know, no disrespect. I mean, some fathers obviously know the sport really well and should no, no. be coaching, but, you know, there's a he lot of situations. The utmost disrespect. Yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> there's a lot of situations where, you know, like the father well, someone, just took control of the team because nobody else would coach the team. Yeah, and, and someone's a professional coach. Right, and that's not happening there. And now that's not happening there in basketball either. You know, like Luke, I'm sure Luka Doncic has been playing in a professional setting for a long time, whereas well, an American athlete has to go through high school, one year of college, and then can go to the NBA. I think we're seeing now with a lot of the um, the recent rulings in California, uh, you're about to see the downfall of the NCAA. Um, and I think that's going to make a big difference because Luka Doncic, for example, has been playing against grown, you know, yeah. Actual, you know, he's been playing against twenty-eight-year-olds <laughs> that yeah. were Profes- close professional to athletes, being NBA yeah. players. Since not he was like sixteen or seventeen yeah. years old, a lot of G League players. You know, if, for those who don't know, the G League is like the minor league system for basketball. A lot of G League players go play overseas because they can make more money overseas. So they, these are guys that are close to making the NBA and are choosing to go play in Europe instead. And that's what he's playing with, whereas like, and they're playing more NBA type rules, whereas in yeah. college, like you could still play a two, three zone for the whole game, and then you get to the NBA and you can't do that anymore. So it's tough for the development of the players. Yeah, and I think you're gonna start to see more of these, like the G League, uh, the NFL has to figure something out um, in terms of developmental leagues um, that are going to have second tier players. I know that Major League Baseball is going to try to overhaul their minor league system. Um, I just think that that's just a natural progression for how uh, these programs are are going to move forward. Um, In terms of the NBA, I know we we kind of want to catch up for everything that we've missed. Uh, 
Did we? Yeah, the Raptors had already won the. They, yeah. July is when the uh, is when the the NBA t- Larry O'Brien yeah, trophy yeah. won. The Raptors won. Uh, the, Kawhi was there for five minutes. Yeah. Mark, Kawhi, by the way, is the went to the Clippers. Is the best player in the NBA. He is the best. player. There's no offender, but and the Clippers right now are the best team in basketball. So you take the Clippers over the Lakers? Yes, a hundred percent. I agree because they have two players. Um, that are just as dedicated to defense as they are offense. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't say just as dedicated. They're all dedicated to, to playing defense and offense. No, um, that are <laughs> that are players are not dedicated to playing defense. That are plus plus defenders. Yeah. They are. Um, they're, they're, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are excellent. They could compete excellent. for a defensive player. Of Both of them, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, they are like 1A and 1B in yeah. terms of the best defenders in, in basketball. 100%. Um, Andy Davis is someone who is not known for his defense. Yes. He's playing harder defense this year. But I, but I will say, to your point about the Lakers, it will be interesting to see how they utilize Anthony Davis in a seven-game series um, because he's a real difference maker. Yeah, Those two guys, they can handle LeBron. They can handle perimeter, folks on the perimeter. But Anthony Davis it can score in the post. He could score, you know, a little mid-range game. See, I don't love Anthony Davis. I, it sounds crazy. I know talent-wise, he's obviously one of the top NBA players, and he's showing that by playing with LeBron. But my thing with the NBA is that star power means so much, and you have guys like Anthony Davis who couldn't even get the Pelicans into the playoffs. That bothers me. And that's what always bothered me about Melo, because Carmelo Anthony, who also took a hiatus like yeah. we did, and recently came back. <laughs> Another reason why I wanted to do this again because I, you know, I wanted to be on the same page as Carmelo. <laughs> but anyway, that's a guy that should have easily gotten the Knicks into the playoffs in a terrible Eastern Conference, like yeah. where the seventh and eighth seeds have losing records. So that's my problem. Like that's why LeBron is so valuable to me because you put LeBron on your team. I know last year he had the injuries and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, but. Every other year, you put LeBron on the team, he's a guaranteed trip to the playoffs. He was a guaranteed trip to the finals over the past few years. So, you know, really, I mean, how many straight finals did he play with? He played yeah, four straight wild. with Miami and then another four, I think, with Cleveland. Or yeah. Three, three with Cleveland or something. But now we're reaching, we're reaching a new age in yeah. the NBA where... What is he? He's like 34, 35. Yeah, they're up there. Yeah, he's, he's getting there in yeah. terms of... Uh, he might be a little bit younger. Um, but yeah. he's definitely not as dominant as he was. No. Um, so you're going to see a little bit more parity in the NBA. Um, which I think is good for the brand. The only problem is that... Well, I can't even really say this. Our problem is that the biggest market in the world... New York, the team is absolutely inept. And I don't want to hear... The teams. But we'll, well talk about the Knicks well, right Yeah, I don't want to hear Brooklyn has Kyrie Irving and, oh and Kevin Durant. Um, Kyrie Irving, what a mess. I know, that, guy, really. that guy is a disaster. I don't know what's going on. I here. mean, if... I, it's, just, it's just crazy. It's like, it's got to be New York teams because... The only Penny reason Atkins is the a good Knicks, coach, yeah, so. he's a great coach, and he did a great job before they hired, they signed these guys. Yeah. And now, you know, you have Knicks fans saying like, "Wow, maybe it was the right move not to sign Kyrie because like, look at what's well, going on." That all the, changes when they get Kevin Durant back because yeah, he's. Uh, but if Kyrie's a nut job, you know, I mean, <laughs> what's yeah. Kevin Durant gonna do about it? Really, I, I mean, uh, I think he just gets very frustrated easily um, with the situation with these situations. Um, yeah, but then you should have never left LeBron. That's true. You know, you wanted to leave LeBron and be your own guy. Well, I think that, player. I now, think he thinks it's going to get a lot better once Kevin Durant comes the, back. The team is good. The team is, what, they 12-7 oh, yeah. without him or something they, like that? They have a lot of talent. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is, yeah. is pretty Paris good. Levert is Joe Harris is pretty good. That other um, guy with the fro. Uh, Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Yeah. 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 Uh, they have good talent. Yeah. Um, just doesn't translate right now but and back to what I was saying um, I think the parity is great in the NBA I think a big issue is that 
the rivalries have not developed yet, right. and I think they need to develop. I think a team like Philadelphia is great for the NBA because Joel Embiid's fighting with literally everyone. <laughs> um, the Warriors, yeah. as they're not how they're currently constructed, but when Clay comes back and Steph Curry come back, they're great for the NBA because they're not going to be as dominant as they were, no. but they will be. There will be some animosity with other teams that develops because it's going on. Um, you, you need some you need some rivalries that that need to occur, um, and you also need some of the big market teams to be good. The Lakers were not good up until this year. The Clippers now are going to take that step into being on the upper echelon. Yeah, the Lakers Clippers thing is that's awesome. a real that's yeah, Christmas Day. That was the game. Stadium. That was the game that I was looking forward yeah, to. Definitely, um, but we, but like you said, it's great because there are. Um, there are so many teams that could win the championship this yeah. year. It's not like you knew for the past few years, obviously, that the Warriors were going to make it. And for four out of the five of those years, you knew the Cavs were going to make it, it too. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of boring, even though those series were, were okay. But the crazy thing about the Warriors is, like, I think they've become likable again because Kevin Durant pushed them into that category where the rest of the NBA hated them and the rest of the fan base hated I them. I just think they were too good. Yeah, but I mean, now losing Durant, it's back to that core – and they added D'Angelo Russell, who yeah. I think is a great player and, and likable player. So it'd be interesting to see when they're at full strength. And they're going to get like a, you know, a top five top pick. Top five pick, yeah. If they keep So they can end up with um, a really good college player. Yeah, the guy from UNC. What's his oh, name? I know. Uh, Greg Anthony's yeah. son. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be very, very good. Um, they still have Steve Kerr, who I think is a very, very oh, good coach. Oh, great coach. Um, By so, the way. Steve Kerr turning down the Knicks. Great decision. To go to the Warriors in the same offseason. That's got to be the greatest decision in NBA history. Greatest coaching decision, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, that guy would have got that's fired. That's a toxic situation. In a year and a half with the Knicks. His career don't, record don't, don't, would have been 13 and 200. The Knicks' problem is this, and I said this to you about the Jets' situation as well. Um, the general managers, the presidents, whatever you want, the front office staff is not looking at sustained success. They're just looking at who the next fall person could be. Right. Even the Mets have this yeah. issue, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Yeah. They, those front office people are not worried. They're not secure enough in their positions that they can be like, all right, we're gonna, de- we're gonna, I'm gonna hire my coach and we're gonna go through the rough times with this coach and we're gonna get better together. They're just looking at who's going to be the next fall man for them. Think about the the Knicks last. Derek Fisher was a fall man. Then probably wasn't a good coach, but still was fall. Right. Jeff Hornacek never got the job in the first. Jeff Hornacek was a fall man. David Fisdale now is a fall man. Right. Although the team is playing, but they still have the same front office. Yeah. Steve well, Mills is, is still there. The I know they got Scott Perry now, but the, you know that's ownership. Yeah. Scott Perry. But the, here's the thing, right? The Nets, and obviously we're both from New York, that's why we know more about the local teams, but the Nets go and they hire um, Sean Marks, Sean Marks the Australian guy, guy from yeah. the Spurs, yeah. who have won, like had 20 straight years of winning 50 games. Yeah. The Knicks go and hire a guy from the Sacramento Kings who have been And previously terrible. from the Magic, both <laughs> teams stunk. We're both mediocre teams. They, that's all you need to know. Yeah. That's it. No, it's true. It's true. And then, like, you look at the Mets, like, for as a great example, another great example, Mickey Callaway like, was... You just like to put the Mets down. But. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Callaway was their full man. Yeah, you know of course what he mean? was. Like, and the oh. guy, in my opinion, you shouldn't have got fired because I always say this, and listen, for those that don't know, Mickey Callaway was the Mets manager. He, um, they had a good year, the Mets, better than people thought oh, they yeah. would have. And they had a winning record. And they fired their manager after two years. When he improved from year one to year two. The, the, I'm telling you, the front office staff feels I need to do something to save, my job. to save my job and let the fan base and ownership know that we're doing something and that this was the problem. Right. When sometimes it's just that the other team was better at that point in time. We will get better, but yeah. it just at this juncture, I mean, we weren't as good. The guy got... The guy did better two years in a row. You know, the team did better yeah. two years in a row. And the players liked him. Obviously, the players played for him. You know, now you can always tell the team that if the t- players don't play for you, the manager or the coach, 
it's a problem if not the coach has to go. But like if the players are playing for him and you see improvement. Now if you're telling me that this coach is not gonna be the guy to take you to a championship, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I understand that. But when you keep doing it over and over again, like the Knicks have done in the past five years, you're not looking for someone to take you to the next level. You're just no. looking for a fall guy. Well, Fisdale is hired because they thought he could attract a big star. But, you know, in, in soccer too, right? Yeah. Aren't these guys... They're oh, just they fall guys. They get fired left and right. They get fired left and right in soccer. Uh, Tottenham yeah. fired their coach uh, like a month or so ago and hired Jose Mourinho. The, coach, the old coach was uh, Pochettino. The guy... Literally had them competing for the Premier League and you know getting into the Champions League every year. In May, he made it to the Champions League final against Liverpool. They lost, but he still made it there. And the team was spending no money. Like it wasn't like they were signing players and spending a lot of money. And like the guy goes through a bad stretch and they fire him. Whereas like I would have never done that. Because I would have been like, this guy has done great with nothing for so long. Like, I'm going to at least let him finish out the season here mm. before I fire him. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the crazy thing about, about soccer. But, like, the Knicks situation is not that, obviously. No. The team is not good. And they just keep firing the coach because they're like, oh, this team is not bad. The coach is the one that's not performing. Let have, me fire the coach. If you have good management and if you have good, you know, front office staff, if you develop a good culture... The wins will come afterwards. If you hire, yeah, I don't want to say smart people, but if you have people that feel comfortable in the position and have the assurance from the ownership, I think it all trickles down, right? If you know that ownership is going to be patient with you during tough decisions, then you will succeed in in the long run because you're able to to set to make really really tough decisions that will work uh, not for tomorrow but for five years down the line, right? Because Scott Perry and Steve Mills, they signed five guys. They signed five guys this year, um, just to try to make a run at the eight seed. Was that the smartest decision? No, absolutely not. No, it's not. Um, they will. Uh, you know, they've been playing a little bit better recently. I think they might sneak into the playoffs. Right? They might. They might think find so. a way. Well, again, because the eight seed is has a losing record. Yeah, and the which NBA, you that should not be, be the bar. That but they have no. Reach. They have literally no chance to win a championship. None. It's just None. literally like, oh, we need to keep our job. So maybe we oh, have a little team. bit of progress. Right. We'll sneak into the playoffs. We'll team be swept the in the first round. And, so, you know, you know, you progress, and then you, you stink for five years after this. And the cycle continues. And then it's 20 years later. And now local kids that are growing up aren't rooting for your team anymore. They're rooting for the Rockets. They're rooting for the Bucks. They're rooting for teams were all these star players because you didn't want to take the time to cultivate and find the star player and you didn't want to develop your talent. Right. I mean, I could I could probably think of at least five teams off the top of my head in the NBA that were good, then stunk, and got good again before the Knicks have even been competitive. I mean, the Celtics, they were terrible before the Garnett years. But they hired Brett... You know, yeah. Danny Ainge stayed as their general right. manager. They hired Brad Stevens. Right. They were bad for a little bit and they got better. Right. And now they're back to, you yeah, know. Because he just compiled like a million draft picks. They, they like. Well, they com- fleeced, yeah, they the, fleeced Nets. the Nets, <laughs> which was great. But, you know, the, the, the Celtics, the Sixers, literally tried to lose on purpose for years and still got better before the Knicks, who, yeah. who were always trying to put together a competitive basketball team. The Lakers. After Kobe, they stunk, and now they're back. The Clippers too. And the Clippers, Clippers were good, then bad, and then the good Clippers, again. Yeah, the the Clippers were supposed to rebuild last year, and they made it to the playoffs. playoffs yeah. And that because they have a Doc Rivers in charge of everything. You can rebuild in the NBA. You can rebuild and still make the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, you're not rebuilding when you're signing guys on one year contracts who are ultimately going to go somewhere else. They're they're just playing for their next contract, and it's not going to be with you. And that's you know that's yeah. The I mean, if, the if you look at the Knicks right now, they signed a bunch of veteran guys, or not like Who are completely out old, but like you know looking for their next contract. Right, yeah. So now you have you know a couple of young guys like Mitch Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, 
Like, you got these young guys. Those are the guys that should be taking shots at the end of the right, game. Right, but they are not getting them because Marcus Morris is worried about, like, I got to get paid hey, this, yeah. this June. Like, this, is I, my, this is my time to go. If I'm averaging five points a game, no one's going to sign me, so I got to average 20 points a game so I can get my, my three- or four-year deal. Oh, like yeah. The same thing with Julius Randle and, you know, uh, whoever else, the, the other eight powerfuls that they signed. Wayne Ellington, they paid, yeah. like, right. $8 million to do nothing. That's the other thing. The disparity in contracts in the yeah. NBA is crazy. Oh, now, yeah. you know, people make so much money. Right. Um, it just to, to even you know give five to ten minutes a game, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to touch on Carmelo, his return. Um, it's funny, right? Um, but do you think it actually helped him? What, the year off? The time off. I'm sure he's getting older and he well, had a year to rest his body. Good, bad, or indifferent about him. I always felt that he did take a beating and for whatever reason he did not get the benefit of the doubt uh, from referees. Like, yeah. he would get... He's so, a strong player. The way that he plays, his style is... Drives to the basket. Drives to the basket or, you know, those those little uh, playing volleyball with the backboard, trying to grab your own rebound, going back up with it. Um, he would get hit pretty hard um, and because he's a big guy, I feel like he didn't get the calls that you know, the yeah. typical people. He didn't get star calls, no, right? Definitely not. Um, so I think that wore on his body a little bit, and I think the time off might have helped a little bit. Yeah, I think it helped physically. I also think it probably helped him mentally a little bit because you know he really wanted to get back into the NBA, and no one was signing him. So maybe now, like that, has taught him to be a better teammate. Yeah, well, like I think that, he's know, got like, a little bit more of a focus on defense of now. Course, yeah. Um, and I think it's a good situation. Where, to stay in the NBA uh, now. The Blazers are good, yeah, right? They have Lillard and McCollum, yeah. um, and I know they were they weren't playing very well, but um, you know they're playing better, yeah, with him for sure. I think he also came to the realization like I'm not the number one option on teams anymore. Um, right. I know not we, winning teams. Not winning. Teams. I always told you separately, obviously not on the podcast, that I would love to see a bad team. Just sign Mel on the shoot four <laughs> times a night. Like I would just love to see that. You know? It would be like the Kobe Bryant last game. Yeah, but it would be every night. It'd be every night. With Mel on. I was. I think someone on Twitter, I guess, had put the video up, and I was watching it again. He scored sixty points in his last, last game. game. He shot Utah. like a hundred. And times. it was a Utah team that needed to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, um, I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Kobe was. Who's a solid player? Who's a good player? But like going back to Melo, I don't mean no disrespect to Melo. Like you know, I actually appreciate the fact that he was the only star that ever wanted to come to come New York here, yeah. and try to resurrect the franchise and all that. The only problem, with, I I just don't put him in that category of LeBron because he's shown that Do you realize who they surrounded him with, right? But he's shown when he had good people around him, like in Denver all those years, yeah, yeah. and the one year. On the Knicks, where they signed like Jason Kidd and Marcus Camby and all those older guys, they had they were they, over fifty wins. They won fifty four. They were made the second round. They won yeah. playoffs, and they should have really beat the Pacers. Pacers they were better year. than the Pacers. They, you know, then yeah. J.R. Smith went nuts and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. But you know, when he had a good team around him, he did well, and, and the team played well. But his thing is, he was never in that category of LeBron and Wade and somebody who's like gonna get the team into the playoffs on his own. You know, he just never was that guy. The Knicks have not had a point guard since Charlie Ward and Chris Childs. Yeah. And I think Stefan Marbury came afterwards and well, that they didn't pay. So no, they <laughs> So there you go. I, I stand corrected. Uh, but they haven't had a point guard. They had Ray Felton as their point guard and he was an adequate option. But they really needed a point guard to run their system. Right. Not a point forward, which they were having Carmelo play as. So, I mean, we're not going to go back and rehash that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Carmelo Anthony update. Uh, <laughs> Good plan. This guy. Do you want to touch on the Jets a little bit? Yeah, I mean, 7-9. Back to being the Jets. Mediocre, you know, just... Not good enough to get into the playoffs, but not bad enough to get like a top draft pick. Just get that like I think they're the eleventh pick in the draft. Yeah. So we talked about how upset we were, especially if we were a defensive player, that the games that Sam Darnold was injured, they essentially forfeited. Yeah. No, they they were bad. They, they were tough to watch. 
and they won six of their last eight. Yeah. Um, and that three or four game span that they didn't have Darnold, they might as well have not shown up. Which tells me that Adam Gase gave up. He gave up those games. He forfeited the, right. those games. They started the season one and seven. Yeah. So with um, the loss to Miami. Miami. Winless Miami. Yeah. And the Jaguars. <laughs> and, and then they the first they, game against Buffalo. They should have. Yeah. Held on. So if they would have just signed a veteran quarterback to come in, someone that could like. Right. There, there. That fill-in quarterback was terrible. Falk, right? Yeah, that was a Well, they had Trevor Simeon, but... Like, he got injured. He but as soon as he got injured, you have to sign someone else. Of course. I mean, listen, I a understand... A professional quarterback. The Browns game, I obviously understand that because you were banking on Simeon playing and then he gets hurt in like the third series or whatever it was. And now, you know, obviously you don't have the opportunity to sign somebody else. But then after that, like, yeah, I mean, you're throwing this guy out there that was on the practice squad, never played in the NFL, and... Practice squad quarterbacks should not be starting quarterbacks Ever. in the Ever. middle of the year. Maybe Ever. something might happen in the offseason, but he should not be Ever. a starting quarterback in a regular season game. Yeah. But, you know, it's the, it's the Jets being the Jets because, like, they try to get cute. You know, they had Josh McGown on the team for two years in a row. Last year, he backed up Donald. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they had Josh McCown on the team this year, when Donald went down for three games, that guy would have been, like, more than capable yeah. of, of playing like, solid football for three And three like seasons. you said about Simeon, right, he was an adequate backup. He, he got was. hurt, unfortunately, and gets hurt. Sign someone else. Yeah. You're telling me there's not one quarterback out there that – could be a professional quarterback and an adequate uh, quarterback that could come in, learn the system should quickly. Have, should have signed Jay Cutler for those few few games. Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez? Know. I'm pretty sure he retired. I, I never wanted to see Mark Sanchez on the Jets again. That that would have been too much for me. Don't get me started on it. They should have traded for Eli for those three games. Really? Because Eli had just gotten benched. Yeah. That would have been something else. I mean, just... Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton was like a, is like literally wandering the streets of wherever he is. I'm sure if we gave him a playbook, he could find Listen, a way. They could have signed Joe Montana, and he would have done better than the <laughs> Falk for those three games. And I, I actually believe that. that that's the crazy <laughs> thing. So he might have got really hurt, but he, he would have uh, done better, I'm sure. All right, we're almost in an hour here. Um, we do want to uh, expand a little bit, like, you know, as we've – as you've seen over this episode, you know, we're not just keeping at the soccer. We're moving in different directions wherever the conversation takes us, takes us. Um, we'll move into some pop culture stuff as well. Um, the year is ending, 2019. Uh, what was your favorite movie? That's a good one. My favorite movie. Oh, I should say it's favorite movie. What was the best movie that you saw? Um, I don't know if that's, they're both the same synonymous together. I would but. have to say... Even though like I expected more out of it, I would have to say The Irishman was probably the best movie I saw of okay. the year. Because I mean, like, let's be honest, I, I wasn't watching a lot of movies this yeah, year, but that's true. but I did watch a few, and you know, I would say the best one was The Irishman. My favorite was Star Wars because I'm a big Star Wars fan. But okay, um, I would say another Netflix movie. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, Noel. Oh, no, that's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. The no. Christmas movie. Uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Uh, it was very, very good. Yeah, Adam Driver, Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Um, it was just a, it was a good movie. Just interesting movie. Um, wasn't three hours. That made a big difference. I was able to watch it like, uh, in between naps. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I thought that was the best movie. Yeah. Irishman was good. It, it, it was, was a good, good movie. It wasn't the best Listen, movie. I mean, I. It wasn't Goodfellas or you know Casino. It wasn't like that, and that's fine. You know, it wasn't meant to be that way. But the the thing, I, the biggest problem for me was the CGI stuff because you should just got other here's people the, thi- here's the to deal. Play the younger exactly because like you know I'm watching this movie right, and De Niro is supposed to be thirty years old, let's say in in the early part, in the early days of the movie. And he looks like he's 65. <laughs> so, like, and then I'm watching uh, Godfather Part 2 the other night, and, like, I'm thinking, this is what he should have looked, looked like, like in yeah. that movie, and he looked nothing like it. Well, so, it was just bad. That was bad. Not even that. It got confusing to the point of, like, Joe Pesci's character is supposed to be 
older than um, than Robert Frenchy, De Niro. Yeah. yeah, Robert De Niro's character. And I didn't put that together until towards the end of the movie. I think he has a line where he's like, you don't realize how strong I made you, kid, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, hold on a second. Aren't they the same age? But they're not supposed to be the same age. And the disparity of their age isn't seen no, because they both, like, you're, you're always guessing how old are these people right. well, throughout the movie. Because when they, I mean, listen, we don't, spoiler alert. So if you didn't see the movie yet and you want to see it, shut this off. But that's anyway, nice. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna count to five and then I'm gonna talk. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so when they meet in the gas station, yeah, he's supposed to be a, a like a middle aged man, maybe and he's in his supposed 50s, to be a young guy, and right? he's supposed to be in like I'm sure his late twenties, early thirties, or whatever. And they look like they're the same, same age. age yeah. So yeah, and and that's what made it confusing because the movie jumps around a lot, and you never know. Like where they are in time because they just look old throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But Pacino was great. I thought Pacino was the best one. I thought, I thought Joe Pesci was yeah. tremendous. Joe Pesci was Just tremendous. because you hadn't seen him in so long yeah. and it was just nice to see like he could still do it. Yeah. And um, it was, you know, it's kind of sad that I think you had mentioned to me um, that they didn't want to, they didn't want to whatever Netflix released a like a round table discussion yeah. and Scorsese said he didn't want to have to teach a younger actor how to be right. a mobster whereas these guys have all done they know their entire like, career um, they know how to do it um, I think it's kind of sad that that genre of movie is kind of coming to an end now. right yeah I mean it is it, it really doesn't have to because like listen I'm you sure, can get DiCaprio. I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio could play a mobster if he yeah. had to. Like, I'm sure Matt Damon could play a mobster if he had to. I mean, they basically did it at the party. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was a different type of mob movie, but it was a mob movie. And, um, you know, I, I think they probably should have done that in this movie is just get younger guys to A new to generation. And right. And, and that's that because it was, it was tough, man. But Pacino, I thought, was good. And I think he was at an advantage because obviously... Jimmy Hoffa yeah. was in the same time period throughout the whole movie. You know, you weren't flashing back to young Jimmy Hoffa and old Jimmy Hoffa. Also, if you Hoffa. know anything about Pacino's career, right, like Scent of a Woman, that was like right in his wheelhouse yeah. for this eccentric type of character that he right. played. Um, so I felt like that was, you know, that was a, a shoo-in for him. Yeah. Um, again, with the year ending, um, <laughs> Do you do you want to do you have a, a favorite album of the year? I'll be honest favorite with you. Favorite album of the year. I have not a clue what album ha- has come out this year. I um, mean, there's been some albums that came out this year. My the, the Kanye West the Jesus, Jesus album. Uh, I don't know the name. What of was it. the name of the album? I forgot. Um, it was pretty. It was good. I, I'm a big Kanye West fan, so that's uh, why I liked it. The Spotify uh, decade in review or year in review. Um, I think I had the Beatles as the number one band that I listened to, so um, that's telling you where where I was at in uh, for this year. Um, Mine so, was Post Malone. Post Malone. I just goes to show you how different we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Did he have a new album this he, year? He did have a new album this year. It's a little little different than the old one. I don't like it as much as the older one. Yeah, I could not. Um, t- I could not tell you one song. From, from new from album, new album or old album. You know, if I heard it, I probably you, would, but I don't know any of the. You probably know two from the new album that are on the radio a lot that you probably don't realize. That they, they don't sound like rap songs. That's why. All right. You, uh, one of them is Circles, and the other one is Goodbyes. Interesting. Yeah, you would you would know them if you heard them. All right. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. I mean, so who's your pick to win the NBA title this year? It's too early. It's, oh, too, it's early. too early. It's December. It's still too they're early. Like, they're 30 games into the season. Uh, I'm going to say the Clippers. The Clippers. That's a good one. Now, I, I would have picked the Clippers, but I can't now. So I'm actually going to go with the, um, I think it's time the Eastern Conference wins yeah. a championship. And I think I'm, I'm going to go with the Sixers. I think they'll figure really? it out. Really? I thought you were going to go with the Bucks. The Bucks are an underrated team. No one really gives them anything. I know. Right. I know. I think uh, Giannis has to... Be a little bit more consistent in his three point shooting. Um, they have a well, very in the well-rounded team. They got a good coach. Listen, they're a smart organization. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to spend thirty minutes on the Bucks here, but let's think about it. I mean, they they have a guy that 
goes to the basket, full steam ahead, and no one can stop him. And guess what? If you do stop him, he kicks it out to a great three-point shooter. Because like everybody else on the team can shoot threes. Guys, yeah. So it's very smart. But I think he himself, uh, before the playoffs, is going to have to be a consistent three-point shooter because... In the playoffs, when people pack it in and stuff yep. like that, and play hard in defense, it's just it's hard to drive to the basket every play. You need to open some things up for yourself. So that's why I'm not completely sold on the box. But I do hate that the Sixers got rid of JJ Reddick because he was he that was, was not smart. He was good for that team. Yeah, he he was especially because Ben Simmons like this this year was the first three pointers yeah. in his career. So and also. Does Chris Paul stay in the Thunder for the rest of the year? They're pretty good. They're in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs started today in the Western Conference, I think they, they I would think be he in the playoffs. With them. You think? That's another team that got a million draft picks for Westbrook and George, but still has a pretty competitive team. Okay, I think they keep him because he's the type of... Did he just go 20 yards? <laughs> I think he did go 20 yards. All right. Uh, just a... It's Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Um... There was a, uh, a bet that was being offered by uh, DraftKings or one of those uh, betting websites that if Marshawn Lynch had a gain of over 20 yards, it was like plus 650. Um, I don't think he was, uh, I think it was 20. It was just a little short of it. It was almost, close. Almost had a few people that. that Some people got happy. real happy. Our good friend Rich Ferrara just got real happy. <laughs> Is disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. So <laughs> we were talking about Chris Paul. Um, yeah. Well, I think a lot of those teams um, want a veteran presence like that. Um, so you know, I know as they develop their talent, they're going to want to keep uh, someone like uh, someone like Chris Paul. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, shout out to Bill Simmons. I'm a big fan of his podcast, and he had made a great point that like the Knicks, instead of getting all these mediocre guys on the team for these two or three year deals, they should have just traded for Chris Paul because the Thunder probably would have traded Chris Paul to them and given them a pick yeah. to take his salary. Yeah. And like that's a guy that could build that you could build the young players around because yeah. he passes the ball and he'll make them better players. So but it's the Knicks. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got for the rest. Alright, so uh, so Season two, episode one, or whatever we're calling episode fifteen, whatever we decide, or whatever Apple allows us to name the episode. Look out um, for our next episode, scheduled to debut in like May or June. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully we could have an an episode either later in the week or next week or or whatnot. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us again, you can find us at, at Idiot Expert Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find my uh, Steve co-host. Uh, at cprofetto11 you can find me at calchojoe5 c-a-l-c-i-o joe j-o-e 5 um, and you can find us please rate subscribe review um, Apple Podcasts Anchor and if we can figure out how to uh, put it on SoundCloud um, but other than that we'll see you guys next time have a good one